Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, sponsored by WebSpy. It's May 25, 2010, and this is episode 244. As a photographer, have you ever found yourself not being able to turn on the creative juices when you need to? You sometimes feel stifled and not able to come up with new ideas? Call it a slump or a rut, call it creator's block, call it the photographer's yips if you want. But the fact is that sometimes, you know, even as creative people, we can find it hard to be creative. Today's episode may not be a magic bullet to get you out of a slump, but having the need to create to be more creative really driven home for me recently, I figured I'd share my somewhat anecdotal story with you today. Before we jump into the main topic, I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsors, WebSpy, the Internet Monitoring, Analysis and Reporting Specialists. And as usual, I'd like to ask you to tweet the message thanks to at WebSpy for sponsoring the at Martin Bailey Photography Podcast on Twitter to show your support. To find out about WebSpy and their products, go to webspy.com mbp and use the discount code MBPWSY for a 10% discount on anything that you buy. I personally don't think that I'm a highly creative person when it comes to just coming up with ideas without any kind of catalyst. I have to seed ideas and build on them. I'm constantly amazed at people like Dan Newcomb, who's won the, uh, you know, many of the previous photography assignments because he visualizes such amazing images in his head before he even starts to work on the execution. Granted, he often evolves and develops the idea as he goes along, but still, I'm always impressed with his ability to come up with an idea from scratch. I'm more of a sink or swim type in that I have to jump into the situation before my creative juices start flowing. Recently though, even having put myself into a position where I would have usually made some nice photographs, I kind of came up against a brick wall in my creativity and it took a little bit of extra effort to break down the wall. Today I thought I'd share that experience with you in the hope that you might glean some ideas on how to break out of a creative rut yourself if you ever find yourself in one. This might also really just be another way to take your photography to the next level as well. I set the photography assignment theme for May 2010 as flowerscapes. Flowerscape is a word that I believe I coined a while back to describe flower photos where there's lots of flowers in the shot, but not necessarily a macro photo of, you know, or a portrait of a flower. It's more like a segment of landscape heavily covered with flowers. I chose this theme for the May assignment because the Northern Hemisphere is coming into season where flowers are pretty abundant. And I was hoping as well that the Southern Hemisphere would still have some autumnal blooms available before they dive into their winter. The second reason was because I wanted to push the envelope a little for participants of the assignment, but I never dreamt that I would end up pushing my own envelope as well. I first decided to head over to the Jindai Botanical Park and Gardens about an hour from my Tokyo apartment on the 8th of May 2010. 
I was actually not expecting to find anything that would make for a good flowerscape image here, but my wife hadn't been to, out to a park for a while, and I figured it would be a good way to keep my ph photography gears greased as well. Although I never feel as though I'm losing my touch, I do start to feel distance from photography if I'm not doing it regularly. Since returning from the February workshops, which is a, a veritable feast of photography, I've been shooting roughly once every other week, which isn't as regularly as I like it to be, and to really keep me on top of my game. It was a pleasant day, nice and warm, and I shot some nice images, but I felt as though I came away with nothing that improved on my previous work, so felt a little disappointed and you know as, as that you know really that hasn't happened for a while it's pretty much every time I go out I come back with something that I feel is is better than my previous work so I was a little bit disappointed even as I speak two weeks after this first outing I still haven't gone through my images to make a final selection to upload to my website if anything so you can tell that I'm not overly excited about the results the following week, I decided to head out to Shawa Memorial Park, where I know they have uh, fields of pop poppies, corn poppies or Shirley poppies, in, in bloom at this time of year. I was going to shoot for my own image to enter for the Flowerscapes assignment, but you know I'd have gone anyway. I, I just love shooting this sort of image. Usually, when I can you know, make time to get out and just sort of the, you know, the act of composing my shots and releasing the shutter makes me happy. When I got to the location on this occasion, though, I was surprised to feel a little bit deflated and non-creative. I figured that it was maybe residue from the, you know, somewhat uncreative park visit the week before, or maybe I was, I just felt really tired from a hard week. I have to admit, though, that I don't always feel like a, a fountain of creativity as I approach a location. Although I, I always, you know, I'm always happy to be photographing, sometimes I can stand in front of the subject and initially not really be able to see any shots until I raise the camera to my eye, and then it all starts to flow. On this day, though, I was doing it, but it didn't feel totally right. I wasn't totally engaged. Firstly, there was something that I hadn't planned on. In the beautiful red, pink and white poppies, there were a significant number of dead flower heads. It seemed like you know pretty much every segment of flowers that I lined up for a shot had a dead head or two, right where I didn't need them. I usually shoot my flowerscapes across the scene with a long lens to accentuate the shallow depth of field and so reaching in and removing the deadheads is usually not an option. I'm fine with dealing with situations and believe that my flexibility and ability to think my way out of a scrape is one of my strengths you know in photography but on this day it really just wasn't coming together. I stuck with it and I came away with a few nice shots but nothing that really improves on images that I've already captured in the past again. I started to feel a little bit disheartened. Standing there on the side of a hill, 
I was looking out across a mass of beautiful corn poppies and for the first time ever I recall feeling as though maybe I'd exhausted my flowerscapes theme. This was actually a, a pretty devastating feeling for me as I love shooting them but it was real, I, you know, it felt almost as though like a pet had died or something. Flowerscapes aren't as easy as they might seem. I often find that I only have to move a, you know, move the camera a centimetre or so in any direction and the bokeh just doesn't work. Something that I, I don't like sort of creeps in at the edge of the frame. Um, because of this, the deadheads caused a lot of problems uh, because, you know, there's only, often only one angle from which the optimum flowerscape can be shot. Once framed up, I spent time waiting, for example, until the wind blew a foreground poppy into a position where it covered up the offending dead flower head. Frustrated, I even left the odd dead head in, kidding myself that they might add to the image in some way, but this never works. I almost always throw the image out in the end. When I got home, I was disappointed as I started looking through the images. It's been a while since this has happened, but apart from a couple of okay shots, I really didn't have a lot to show for my day out. I was expecting to come back with a few classics that would maybe make my 2010 top 10 or close to it. But this had been my second week in a row now that I had not knocked it out of the ballpark and I really started to feel as though I was in a bit of a creative rut. I started to think about what I could do to get rid of the yips and I recalled a conversation with David Lee, an excellent photographer and friend of mine that many of you will know from the MVP community. David did a photo a day project in 2009 and one day when we were out shooting together he'd mentioned how much more creative and in tune with his photography he felt from doing the project. I recalled that when I'm not shooting as often as I'd like, sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll walk away from a scene or subject without some shooting something that should have been obvious. I might overlook a good angle, say, for example. Um, if I, maybe if I was to lie down on the floor or walk around the back or something. Usually I realise what I could have done as I walk away and I'm able to go back and shoot the additional images, but I still kick myself for not thinking of the extra things that I should be doing automatically. It stops being second nature until I'm shooting regularly again. I remember feeling envious of Dave being so in tune with his photography towards the end of 2009, and his images proved this. I'll, I'll put a link to David's uh, Flickr, Flickr set for this project into the show notes, so, you know, you can take a look for yourself and see what I mean. I know that some of you have already followed his progress. With everything that I'm into, there's no way that I could do a photo of a, a photo a day project like David or many of the other members of the MVP community have. But I kept coming back to the thought that to maintain my creativity, I needed to cr continue to create, even if I'm not making best 10 images every week. I heard on the weather forecast last Thursday that there was a possibility of morning mist in Tokyo on the Friday morning, and that would be the 21st of May. I had, I had a tiring week, and 
I had to go to the office on Friday too, of course, but I've been haunted by images of the city enshrouded in mist that I saw on TV recently. There have been a number of very warm days following very cold days and rainy days, which are perfect conditions for thick morning mist, and although I love natural subjects, I really want to photograph the city with the skyscape, skyscrapers sort of jutting out of the mist. It looks simply amazing. Determined to try to photograph more, even if it's not natural subjects that I love, I packed a camera bag and left it, on the foot, left it at the foot of the bed just in case. My plan was to leave early if I woke up early. Not being one for sitting around doing nothing once I get an idea in my head though, I slept for a total of three hours. By 3.30am my eyes were wide open and I couldn't get back to sleep. I tried for an hour but it was useless so I got up and headed out by 5am, getting the first train to the office and it was obvious by the time I got closer to work that there was going to be no morning mist but I was determined that I was going to go and shoot something anyway. I walked down to the Emperor's Palace grounds and I photographed some buildings in the early morning light on the way. When I got to the palace grounds I shot a few more images and I had a nice chat with a police guard, a policeman guarding the bridge uh, or one of the bridges that um, it goes over the moat that you know basically pub- the public aren't allowed to cross this and go into the grounds or, or further into the grounds. Uh, he even brought out some historical photos from his police box to show me and I felt happy on this sort of warm early summer morning and I also felt a little pang of sadness um, as this is such a far cry from the stories that I'm hearing of photographers being unduly detained by police in the UK and in the US in recent years. Was I making any great photographs? Not by any stretch of the imagination. I got a postcard image of a part of the castle uh, in with you know basically the, in the grounds there of the palace and there's the moat in the foreground and I'll stick this in the blog post and in the enhanced podcast so you can see what I mean but it was more important for me at this point to just be doing photography and it felt great having had just three hours sleep though I was worn out by early afternoon like you know I usually am um, when say I I leave home before dawn or drive through the night for a sunrise shoot but I was happy because I'd be making images. Just before 9pm on the same day the Friday evening my wife reminded me that we had to take out the garbage so I reluctantly um, gathered enough energy to go down and sling a few bags of rubbish into the designated cages that keep the crows from ransacking it all. And then I looked up and I saw one of the crispest, clearest moons that I've seen in a month or two. And I recalled that I'd wanted to video the moon for a while and I wanted a half moon as it was on this night. A half moon accentuates the craters near the centre because the angle of the sun is is more acute in comparison to a, a full moon. Much to the amazement of my wife, bearing my current state of fatigue in mind, I grabbed my 600mm lens and a couple of extenders along with the Canon EOS 1D Mark IV camera and went out onto our balcony to video the moon. I was out there for probably 40 minutes or so and gradually added 
first the 1.4 times extender, then the 2 times extender, and then I stacked them both, checking with each edition that I could still get sharp enough video. And I ended up shooting a video where the moon starts out of frame in the top left and then just traverses the frame diagonally downwards, leaving from the bottom right. I added the music that we were played in with, which is the Moonlight Sonata from Beethoven, and some titles and credits, and I released the video on my blog. And if you want to take a look at that, you know, it's there. I'll put a link into the show notes as well. And I do suggest you check it out. It's actually surprisingly good for such a simple concept, though I say it myself. I have no doubt, though, that you know, despite my fatigue, I was being creative. And, you know, this is the start, really, of of me starting to click on this. But I was being creative because I'd started to create more than usual. And it was just starting to snowball. I'd been racking my brains trying to figure out where else I could go on the Saturday to shoot flowerscapes at this time of year. And I then, you know, I realized where I had to go. I was still mindful of my disappointment from the previous weekend and I needed to go back to the Showa Memorial Park and face my temporary demons as it were. The poppies would still be there a week after my first visit but I had to see if I could make something of another visit and you know a now better more creative frame of mind. I was starting to feel as though I was now sort of on a mission. The roads were clear and I arrived in an hour flat. It usually takes me about 90 minutes to get out there um, with, you know, with, when there's traffic. So I started to feel as though I really was on a roll. Until, that is, I saw or I got my first glimpse of the poppies. I don't know if it was vandalism or if it was the high winds or, uh, and rain that we'd had in the week. But the first field was a mess. The poppies had been grouped together as if they'd almost been sort of tied up that way by humans. Some were sort of laid down flat as if trampled trampled on maybe by a, a bunch of rowdy teenagers that had snuck in during the night. Feeling a little bit deflated, I recalled another field that I'd seen from the top of the hill that I concentrated on the previ- previous week. I left my camera in the bag and I walked around the track to the base of the other field. I purposely didn't walk through the poppies on the first field as I would have almost certainly reached for my camera and started to waste time trying to salvage some, you know, something from the situation. I needed to stay focused. Like I said, I was on a mission. As I rounded the trees that prevented me from seeing the second field as I walked to it, I was presented by an almost pristine field of corn corn poppies. There were deadheads, but not as many as the other hill on the previous week. Trying not to get too excited, I made my way around to the furthest point from which I could still see the poppies. Um, and I'll, again, I'll put an Im- a photo of this scene in the, in the blog and in the Enhanced Podcast. But, you know, Basically, I walked right around to the end of the field um, so that I'd seen everything that the fields had to offer and then I reached for my gear. I'm not going to go into detail into the actual shoot, but I had an amazing afternoon. My creativity was flowing like wine as I spent 
about three and a half hours composing various flowerscape images, as well as a little macro work, all based around this one field of corn poppies. I'm not one for sitting around waiting for creativity to strike. I go to great lengths for my photography, but having had this burst of creativity following a minor slump recently, this general theory uh, really started to take shape for me. My proposition to you is that if you are feeling stuck or uncreative and feel as though your photography isn't progressing, don't just mope around wondering when your creative muse is going to turn up and grab you and sort of take you by the hand and guide you back into the field or the studio. Rather, you should pick up the camera and start making pictures regularly, even if you can't think of anything to shoot at first. It took me years of shooting stuff that I was only half interested in before I started to really find what I wanted to shoot and develop a style and you know and started to develop a style. This might be obvious, and if it is good for you, but you know also consider stirring things up a little to help take your photography to the next level. If you always shoot from eye level, kneel down or lie down on the ground and see how things look you know totally different from that sort of perspective. Stick your camera on the end of your tripod and hold it up in the air and release the shutter with the self-timer or a cable release. Find a tall building to shoot from or go out in the rain. The more you push yourself when you have the luxury to play, the easier it becomes to come up with innovative ideas when you're under a little bit of pressure to be creative. Whether that pressure comes from your own goals or you know, external requirements, say to complete a photography assignment for a client. When I was shooting the poppies on Saturday, at one point I found myself at the edge of the field looking at two deep red and one white poppy with a dark background. And as I set up my 300mm 2.8 lens, I found that the composition required to get the poppies the size that I wanted them in the frame brought me closer to the flowers than the closest focus distance of the lens would allow me to shoot. Can you think of something to do to overcome this? Fitting a 1.4 times extender and moving back is an option, but I was shooting from a path and you know I couldn't really move back that far. Even if I could, I would have been inviting people to walk between me and the subject, which makes them uncomfortable and my shooting harder work. The thing that jumped to mind was fitting a 25mm extension tube between the camera and the lens. This shortens the minimum focusing distance and enabled me to get the shot that I'm displaying on the blog and in the enhanced podcast right now. I know that using the extender in this way is an option because I continuously work at my shooting processes and my art. This sort of thing is usually second nature to me. Am I confident that I'd have thought of this on the previous weekend? <laughs> Maybe not. But this week I was in the zone and everything was coming very easily. I still need to make my final selections and I sh should probably wait a few more days to cool down after the shoot before saying this stuff, but I believe that I may have created a few of my best flowerscape images yet uh, over this you know, last weekend. And that followed a weekend where I almost gave up on shooting them all together. I'm convinced that this is partly because I worked at my photography a little harder last week 
and I pushed the boundaries a little further to get out of that little slump that I'd somehow plunged into. This and the creativity that I summoned up for the moon video have really driven home the idea that the more we create, the more creative we become. Creation breeds creativity. Before we finish, I have a bit of an announcement to make. I'm proud and honoured to have been selected by X-Rite, the colour management specialist, to join their Colorazzi group of photographers. In X-Rite's words, the Colorazzi are a group of the world's top professional photographers whose vision, passion, leadership and partnership are recognised and valued by X-Rite. The Colorazzi understand the importance of implementing colour management in their workflow and freely share their knowledge on how to get their best, the very best colour for all of their images, no matter how it's presented on screen or in print. I won't name names as there are currently 53 of us, um, but it's a lofty bunch and I really am proud to have been selected by X-Rite to join the team. I am also planning a full day colour managed digital workflow seminar in conjunction with X-Rite Japan that I'll be holding for the first time in Gotanda, Tokyo in July or August this year. It's a packed day and we'll cover, cover the entire workflow from capture to print and also include output to web and slideshows. It's centred on Adobe Lightroom and Photoshop, making full use of the X-Rite calibration tools. And it'll cost 10,000 Japanese yen, which is around $110 including lunch. We might even be able to go out for a few beers afterwards. If you're interested in joining this fully hands-on seminar, drop me a line at workshops at martinbaileyphotography.com and let me know. I'll be releasing more details on the actual contents of the course in the coming days, so you can also check the mbpworkshops.com website for details. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening today. And thanks again to our sponsors, WebSpy, for sponsoring the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. Remember that you can find me on Flickr and Facebook, as well as Twitter, and of course, my blog and the Photography Forum. All links are on the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com, so drop by and check that out. I'll be back next week with another episode. But in the meantime, you just have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye. This is Dave Warner, and I'm the host of the LensFlare35.com podcast. Each week I bring you interviews with some of the top photographers using digital SLR cameras. They share some of their coolest tips and tricks, techniques and news about what they're up to. So please take a moment to visit the website or subscribe to LensFlare35 on iTunes. The Martin Bailey Photography Podcast is a proud member of the Photocast Network. Find this and other great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com.